Hello, friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Gen Z and Millennial expert. Welcome to Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. We are over the hump and getting ready for Thursday and Friday, and then the weekend is here. Yay, so excited. I'm excited to be here today, and we have a great podcast today. I believe today is episode number 94, as we work our way to episode 100, which will be likely uh, towards the end of next week. So I'm looking forward to putting something together for episode 100. It should be special, since 100 is a very special number. Today was a great day. I hope everybody out there had a tremendous day as well. Uh, here in Southern California, the weather was actually pretty good. Uh, I was up in the Burbank, LA area earlier in the day. It was kind of cloudy and overcast. And as I drove south towards San Diego, the weather just kept on getting beautiful. And once you entered San Diego, it was another historic, beautiful, sunny day. So anyhow, great to be here. And today, our podcast is going to be about stop saying how the millennials kill everything, including the American dream. Now, they're actually not killing the American dream. They are reviving it and making it their own. You know, there was a, uh, a key person after World War II. His name was John Truslow Adams. And he defined the American dream as the white picket fence, the house with two and a half kids, and a dog. And a better life was having that. And that's what consumerism got involved in a big way after World War II. But millennials are bringing back its true meaning. And what is the true meaning about the American dream? Simple. The American dream is about doing what you want, not what is expected from you. Think about this. A college-educated couple, mortgaged health with a white picket fence, as we talked about, two and a half kids and a dog. Think about that. That was what the American dream was back in the early 60s, 50s, right after World War II in the 40s. Now, it's not, we're not accusing the millennials of murder, which is <laughs> killing the American dream. The, the typical argument is the generation is turning its back on the idea. The sediment is the American is losing its self-image of prosperity. Thanks to a generation, millennials, and now be careful of Gen Z following their steps, steps but that prefers spending on avocado toast. Or a latte uh, versus a down payment on a home. Many millennials are directly challenging the dominant narrative that the American dream by choosing to be single, being childless, renting, not going to college, and being a serial job hopper. These are all opposite from what the original American dream was made of. So you think about that and think about how things have changed over that time. What is basically largely understood, however, 
is that the domestic debt-based interpretation of the American dream is not what James Treslow Adams had in mind when he coined that phrase uh, in 1931 about uh, the American dream. Now, look at the economic forces and the choices in the modern era that millennials are pushing away from the post-war paradigm because it's trying to revive its true meaning in the process. Because the true meaning is millennials and now Gen Z cannot afford the American dream. And we'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, As the the U.S. emerged as an economic superpower after World War II, uh, they had material prosperity. When rations and restrictions were lifted, consumers spent wildly with wartime savings from cars to homes, and the ownership rates increased by 21% from 1940 to 1960. Now think about the pandemic we're in right now. A lot of millennials have done very well, Gen Z, because they've saved their money. There was nothing to do during the pandemic. So what happens? You save your money. And then once the pandemic is over, if you had a job the whole time and you were able to save, then you're going to be in a better place. But that's kind of different from the norm and very similar to how the wartime rations were saved and how they were able to purchase a home. So it's very similar in many ways, but definitely a different generation. But overall, the millennials' economic woes have pushed the traditional American dream out of reach. Of all the many things in American life that millennials have been accused of killing, this post-war version of the American dream is foremost with the consumerist lifestyle of a house and a family in the suburbs in retreat for the generation. But at the start of 2020, 37% of Americans younger than 35 years of age owned a home. But you compare that uh, for Americans back in 1989, it was 64% of Americans under 35 owned a home. My parents, who were not well off by any means, they struggled and they owned a home. Now, the marriage rate has decreased to half of the U.S. citizens, or excuse me, the U.S. adults in 2017 from 72% in 1960. That is insane. Thinking about it, it's already dropped off 25%. In 2019, the U.S. birth rate hit a record low for 35 years. Why? Because Americans are, they're, they're, they're waiting till they're in their mid thirties before they have children. But overall, millennials are more scapegoats than, than anything because shunning the American dream is in part due to, they have to, it's an economic necessity. They've had to experience the great recession. This threw millennials into a crazy job market. Basically they were kneecapped. They weren't able to do the things they needed to do to be able to save the money they needed. Think of college education that would guarantee a good job. Many millennials owe hundreds of thousands of dollars. They have a mortgage. It's called the student loan. They don't have enough money to save for a down payment for another 30-year loan. 
So that's a big part of it. Living costs haven't helped. Homes are scarce, especially starter homes. And the median price of a home has increased by 39% since 1974. Health insurance and child care are more expensive than ever. These are just a little cocktail you stir up. And, and that's what's happened. This economic cocktail, it's stirred up. And therefore, that means people have had to bypass and home ownership, marriage and kids, so they can try to figure out their own financial bearings. So most, most millennials don't want a cookie cutter American dream. Some millennials have found themselves in the successful side of the wealth equation uh, with an intergenerational inequality gap due to the pandemic. As we just mentioned, they were able to save uh, wartime rations, as we mentioned earlier. But others have been very hurt by the recession and have, the, have had to basically save or any money that they saved, they had to spend it because they didn't have the extra funds. Many millennials have traded in long-term job loyalty and pensions for startups and job hopping and, and, and things of that nature, trying to find a way to satisfy, uh, I guess, that void, that marriage, buying a home, and those things that used to be the American dream. Families, too, are shaping up differently. Think of this, an estimated 25% of millennials are unlikely to ever marry, ever. So with some simply finding the concept just outdated. And there's another reason behind the fertility decline. Women are becoming more comfortable with choosing a child-free life. All of a sudden, just because it's the American dream doesn't mean everybody wants to bear children. You know, I have a great son. He's four years old. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But there's many men along with women that would definitely not be interested in bearing children because they want to have their freedom. They want to have their fun. They want to travel. They want to buy that home, uh, you know, later in life. But overall, it just depends how you define the American dream. Most define the American dream is freedom. That's what it all comes down to, to choose however you want to live. And then, the financial well-being, the family, the career, and the housing are the top five. But nobody wants to be house poor. So therefore, you need to look at what is your American dream. And yes, the millennials are not killing the American dream. Millennials, and as we mentioned, the American dream founder, Truslow Adams' American dreams are the same. You know how they're the same? Because they're living life on one's own terms. Now, that's not to say that all millennials have rejected that post-war narrative by Truslow Adams as the American dream. Uh, there's a fair share of millennials that will continue to chase it. There is a lot of pressure on millennials and Gen Z to literally buy into the American dream, which in many cases, you may not have as many children because it costs a lot, or you may not have the greatest home with the picket fence because it costs a lot. So you have to figure out what you're willing to settle for. Overall, many millennials still define the American dream the same way previous generations do. Home ownership, 
uh, being debt-free, and being able to retire comfortably. Those are key aspects of what the American dream was defined of. But overall, millennials place most of the emphasis on one thing Gen X and baby boomers found least important. What is that? Again, the question was, but millennials placed more emphasis on the one thing Gen X and baby boomers found least important. You know what that one thing is? Pursuing your passion. That was not important to my generation or baby boomers. Basically, millennials are trying to blaze their own trail by finding their own particular passion, which means their own particular American dream. They're trying to do whatever is the best known for living their best life. And I think Gen Z will follow in the same footsteps. Again, millennials are redefining the American dream. The American dream is about freedom. It's about living your best life. And some people consider it an alternative to the American dream. But millennials are indeed pursuing the American dream by striving for whatever personal and professional goals and life they have set. It doesn't mean that every millennial's personal vision of their best life is easily attainable. It's not easily attainable, especially in the world with COVID and the wealth and social disparities, climate change. But overall, the American dream seen by millennials is the opportunity to do just that. They can tackle these issues and learn how to figure out what their dream is and move forward. Overall, the American dream was born in 1931 through the depths of the Great Depression. And it's continued to evolve over time as it did after World War II and post-consumerism, as well as how it is now after the recession of 2007, the pandemic. And it will continue to evolve as millennials, Gen Z, the next generation after that, Generation Alpha, they all find their American dream through freedom and finding how to live their best life. Keep that in mind. The American dream is revolved to the point where it is about living your best life, not living up to the expectations of the baby boomers, Gen X, the white picket fence, the two and a half kids, the dog, the marriage. Now, millennials, as well as Gen Z, are now redefining, reallocating those resources that were part of the American dream to become part of their own American dream, how they live their best life and their overall freedom. So the, the key aspects of today is Millennials are not killing the American dream. They are redefining the American dream. They are determining ways that they can live their best life without external pressure. You don't have to have the kids. You don't have to have the house, the dog, the marriage. You could become renting. You can travel. You can, you can do all the things you want to do without satisfying the status quo or keeping up with the Joneses. So my hat off to millennials 
and Gen X as they follow suit. And I look forward to seeing how that American dream continues to evolve as economic and well, social wealth become increasingly better once the pandemic has been completed. So I want to thank everybody for a great podcast. Thank you for your motivation and the ideas that you have to for this podcast. I've got numerous emails about how to improve the podcast with some great ideas. And again, we are going to utilize those because, again, this is ultimately your podcast. And I want to find things that are relevant to you that will help you within your day-to-day as a Gen Z, millennial, a leader, and those that lead them. So again, thank you very much. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow on the next podcast. Uh, Have a great rest of your day Wednesday. If it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, take care, be safe, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.